Hey there, folks. Uh, let's uh, start on uh, podcast number seven, and uh, <clears throat> it's called uh, "Your the world Your world is in your hands." And once you understand, after this podcast, you'll understand the significance of the hands, which we very rarely talk about. Uh, when I say that it's the world is in your hands, uh, literally, I mean, let's embark on a ride from the darkest <laughs> unknown depths of our cerebellum, which, that, which is the portion of the human brain that coordinates movements of the muscles to the fine, unique individual fingerprints that we are all blessed with, which, believe it or not, will be called upon for superior shooting service. This is just another very small way of just knowing that you are capable of reaching your maximum potential and it's all there within arm's reach or right at your fingertips, anyhow. Let's not uh, confuse the cerebellum with the cerebrum, which is a portion of the human brain that acts as the center of conscious thought. We're going to talk a lot more about this later in another uh, episode. And it's something that I will devote a whole... Uh, it, it's, uh, we need to uh, it, it's just a massive uh, amount of st- stuff and it needs to be understood because shooting is major mental <clears throat> before I continue uh, I'd like to share a neat poem with you that sends a great message that focuses on the, on, uh, on the hands and it's called Grandpa's Hands let me read this <clears throat> Grandpa, some 90-plus years, sat feebly on the patio bench. He didn't move. He just sat with his head down, staring at his hands. When I sat down beside him, he didn't acknowledge my presence, and the longer I sat, I wondered if he was okay. Finally, not really wanting to to disturb him, but wanted to check on him at the same time I asked him if if he was okay. He raised his head slowly and looked at me and smiled. Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you for asking, he said in a clear, strong voice. I didn't mean to disturb you, Grandpa, but you were just sitting here staring at your hands, and I wanted to make sure you were okay. Uh, I explained to him. Have you ever looked at your hands? He asked. I mean, really looked at your hands. He slowly opened my hands and stared down at them. I turned them over, palms up and then palms down. No, I guess I had never really looked at my hands as I tried to figure out the point he was making. Grandpa smiled and related this story. Stop and think for a moment about the hands you have, how they have served you well throughout your life. These hands, though wrinkled, shriveled, and weak, have been the tools I have used all my life to reach out and grab and embrace life. They braced and caught my fall when as a toddler I crashed upon the floor. They put food in my mouth and clothes on my back. A child, my mother taught me to fold them in prayer. They tied my shoes and pulled on my work boots. They held my rifle and wiped my tears when I went off to war. 
that have been dirty, scraped and raw, swollen and bent. They were uneasy and clumsy when I tried to hold my newborn son. Decorated with my wedding band, they showed the world that I was married and loved someone special. They wrote the letters home and trembled and shook when I buried my parents and spouse and walked my daughter down the aisle. Almost makes you get goosebumps. Yet they were strong and sure when I dug my buddy out of a foxhole and lifted a plow off of my best friend's foot. They have held children, consoled neighbors, and shook in fists of anger when I didn't understand. They have been sticky and wet, bent and broken, dried and raw. And to this day, when much of anything else of me works real well, these hands hold me up, lay me down, and again continue to fold in prayer. These hands are the mark of where I've been and all the ruggedness of my life. But more importantly, it will be these hands that God will reach out and take when he leads me home and with my hands he will lift me to his side and there I will use these hands to touch the face of Christ I will never look at my hands the same again I remember God reached out and took my grandpa's hands and led him home when my hands are hurt or sore or when I stroke the face of my children <coughs> and wife I think of grandpa <coughs> I know he has been stroked and caressed and held by the hands of God. I too want to touch the face of God and feel his hands upon my face. This was written by an author called D. Smith. <clears throat> it's uh, <clears throat> even though the above poem uh, has spiritual references it relays a powerful message as to the significance of our hands, especially when it comes to shooting. You will learn more specifically the breakdown and accountability of specific fingers and hands and the role and duty that each has in the delivery of each and every free throw shot you shoot for the rest of your life <clears throat> and shooting in general. Even after five decades or 50 years of playing basketball and shooting that ball, what really amazes me is that every shot I take commands complete respect and conscious effort from the cerebrum, <clears throat> especially the further I get from the basket. I know it sounds crazy, but the moment I relax or start feeling cocky just because I, have, I may have made 50 or 100 or uh, consecutive shots from any given point, this is no guarantee that the next shot will go in. And it's always the next shot that's the most important. <clears throat> Along with this, you need to know that <clears throat> my shot has become a one-thought process. Give me a drum roll, please. And that is never to allow any of my extended fingers on the follow-through move from right to left or left to right, or more specifically, to break the gun barrel plane which is a straight line from the tip of my index finger to the shoulder joint. And this should be li uh, line up with the center of the rim. A great example of this is Reggie Miller, the uh, used to play uh, with the Pacers. If you have ever seen him shoot, 
you'll see how his shooting hand is so loose after the release, it almost wraps around his guide hand uh, and almost slaps him in the face. Talk about lateral movement. It actually touches his guide hand. This is a natural movement for thousands of people, believe it or not. We have to mentally force the avoidance of this detrimental movement. We'll talk more on this in, a, in another episode. Reggie was a great shooter in spite of his wrist looseness. I shudder to think how much better he could have been had he, he known, respected, and utilized the scientific laws that I'm going to portray. So just remember that the past is history and the future is mystery. You must focus on the present moment with the emphasis on the word focus. I have mentioned before that you should never, ever, ever, ever think of making the basket while the ball is still in your hand. Since each shot has a life of its own, each shot has to be consciously molded, formed, and created, even though it only takes a second. The key principle here is that you do not want to be thinking of the ball entering the basket as you are pulling the trigger. Since the time is so short between raising the ball into the shot pocket, and which varies from everybody, by the way, we'll talk about that, and the actual shot itself, that if you really understand the scientific laws or natural principles, then you'll recognize that you have no time to think of the end result. All your mental or uh, your cerebellic uh, activity should be devoted to the uh, specific mechanics necessary to achieve your goal. And there's a pun intended there, by the way. Once you understand what body part is responsible for causing the most errant or flawed shots, then it makes sense to simply rectify or modify or completely re-